Hey, it's a great show today. You don't want to miss a second of it. We talk about the Fauci insanity with the mask. Talk a little bit about uh, the banking sector. And we dip our toe into the waters of, um, of high tech and what the government is doing with high tech. As we talked a little bit about uh, the Capitol hearing, this ridiculous hearing uh, with Adam Schiff asking the questions in Washington, D.C. about January 6th. We also give you a warning on something that happened today with uh, Simone, Simone Biles uh, that I think is worth hearing. That's all coming up on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. The owner of uh, Gianelli's drive-through. This is a uh, this is a a business up in Illinois that's been in business for a long time. Terry Troba, uh, Trobani Tro, Trobiani is uh, the owner of it, and he's just been cited for flying the American flag. The city doesn't like the fact that he has has flags out front, and he's not going to stop flying the American flag. Terry, welcome to the program. Good morning, Glenn. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. So, so what exactly is going on in your town? They, they told you to take well, down your your flag and your your blue line flag, right? Why? Well, it's very interesting. Um, well, very interesting. Um, we've been we've been fighting. I'm not going to get into the past history, but the the city is, has restrictions on temporary uh, flags, banners, uh, a frames, feather banners. They don't want any kind of signage blowing in front of your property. Which you know, for a small business, that's actually that's what you need to promote your business. So what happened on the 4th of July weekend was I had an A-frame sign out saying that here's the name of the restaurant. Uh, we have drive-through, carry-out, dine-in, our phone number. And behind that, I had a row of American flags. It was the 4th of July weekend. So at the same time, we were, we were requesting a variance on our A-frame. Well, the village went in and obviously denied it five to nothing and, because they don't want anything. So I left the American flags out because according to their ordinance, uh, the American flag is ornamental, and as long as you're flying the flags during a national or federal holiday, uh, ornamentation should be permitted. So I left the flags out. Well, the day after the 4th of July, they walk in, the village administrator walks in, and he says, you know, you might be violating the flag code with the flags. I said, well, why would I be doing that? I read the flag code um, pretty much in compliance. No, he handed me a brochure, and I could quickly, just two sentences, said, you might be violating these two areas. The flags are being dis- are, should be displayed only on permanent flagpoles, or staff specifically constructed for flag display. And secondly, flag posts should be within 15 feet of the curb. And I said, okay, well, I read that I'm not in violation. He said, maybe you should read them again. I said, I'm pretty intelligent. Um, those are one sentences. I interpreted them. I'm not in violation. Well, the next morning, the police officer walked in, handed me two tickets, and said the flags need to come out of the ground. I asked for an explanation. No one gave me an explanation. Read the brochure that the village administrator brought in. I said, okay, we're going through this again. I can read. Apparently, what's happened here is, and I could not immediately decipher it from the letter that they gave me, but apparently what's happened is that the village of Prairie Grove has classified the American flag as a sign and have taken away the symbol of the American flag. So as a sign, it falls under their temporary sign ordinance, which prohibits any flying or any positioning of any signs on your property. So now this includes the American flag. And what they did also in this pamphlet, which, again, I wasn't looking for, but I, I kind of interpreted later, is the only way that I can fly an American flag on my property is if I put it on a permanent 20 to 30 foot flagpole 
which they have to permit. So what they're doing is they're de- they're denying me my rights under the, under the U.S. flag code and my civil rights acts and being able to fly the American flag any way I want. I should be able to wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm really having a great day. I'm, I'm going to stick a flag in my front lawn. Nope, I can't do that. I have to put concrete in the floor and build a permanent flagpole. Uh, so now the village is dancing. They're saying, well, we, we love the American flag. We, we, um, we, we never said we can't fly the flag. And my questions back to them were, well, since all this has been going on, no one's come back to me and say, well, maybe we misinterpreted something. Let's put it in the ground. Uh, no one's gone there. What they've done is they gave me two tickets, uh, which I called the village to pay. And the lawyer informed me that they're not going to accept my $200 unless I sign a letter that says I have violated the sign ordinance. And then I sign a subsequent letter, which says I will never, ever in the future, I guess, as long as I live. When did that, when, when did that policy come in? You're given a ticket. Now you have to, uh, now you have to do something that Mao had the, the Chinese uh, dissidents <laughs> do. I mean, you now have to, I, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, I didn't finish on the subsequent letter, but I, I need to sign that letter. It says I will not ever violate a sign ordinance. And I said, well, who, the sign ordinance that you interpret, like, why would I sign that? So I said, you know what? Draw that letter up. I'm, I'm inquisitive. Sign that letter up. I'd like to see the verbiage on it. Um, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, you need to agree on the phone now immediately to agree to the letter with our attorney. And then we will take the time to put the letter together so you can sign it. Uh. I said, well, no. A few expletives. A few expletives later, I told them what to do with the letter. So where where is, where does court. this stand now? Well, I mean, I don't understand. This is a little small town, right? Nineteen hundred and four people. Yeah. So is it is it just all crazy uh, lefties that you know look at the flag and say that's just a Republican sign, or 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 yeah. what is going on? I, I didn't think so. Um, you know, I know you've done your homework. This is McHenry County. McHenry County is one of the uh, reddest states in Illinois. I mean, we are we are Trumpers. We won by 7,000 votes out here. Uh, but there are people who go, and I think the case is that they, they appear to be independents, and we know where that goes. Uh, so we know uh, what, side, what side they're on. I mean, I, I was on a Dana Perino show yesterday, and they, she caught whim of my blue flag. And she made a comment. And, and I've had these two flags up. Now they're accusing me that, oh, you're putting the American flag up to draw attention to your business. And my, my response to that was, well, when I, I built this development, and when I built this building on day one, when I opened the doors, I put the American flag on one pole. I put a blue line and red line flag on the other pole. And I had been flying. I had been working this business from day one with the American flag flying outside my establishment. And, and apparently... In July of 2021, I'm now really only doing that to draw business into my business, which is ridiculous. They're, they're dancing. Uh, I think they know where they've gone. Uh, they don't care. Uh, yesterday, they, uh, an attorney and a police officer came to my restaurant and tried to tell me that we called to settle the case, and they were there to work on settling with me. And I, I just told the police officer, please escort me out of my business. Uh, we never called you. I'm being represented by an attorney. Um, tell your attorney if he doesn't know that they should get another attorney. Um, so please take them out of here, walk out or don't ever talk to me again. And since then, my lawyer has sent them a letter um, explaining that. So they, they, they are, they don't want any signage. And this is not pertaining to our discussion specifically, but they don't want any signage on the road. I can't put an open sign, a sign that says, you know, carry out dine in drive through COVID was tough. 
you know, we're in the restaurant business. COVID was tough on us. Uh, we, we succeeded. We made, we made it through. And we, we, we cut a lot of things. We never cut an employee. We paid all our employees. I didn't take a paycheck for a year to keep our employees online because it was that important to me to keep things going. And, you know, you, you fight for a year and you, you beat a pandemic. And then you've got this little municipality with five trustees and a, and a president who just have no respect for small business. And, I, and right now what I see is they have no respect for the republic. And, and the United States going after me with the flag. Uh, I think it's terrible. Our, the direction that government in all levels have taken us to this point is it's despicable. It, it, it's, it's, I, Glenn, I have 25 to 30 phone calls a day from all over the United States. Army vets, uh, you, you name it. People calling me saying, you stick to your guns. Do not let them overrun you. This is the American flag. You fly it proud. You fly it high. Uh, I don't even know these people. And I'm getting calls all day. It's, it's disruptive to my business because we run a restaurant, but I love it. I mean, I'm feeding on it. Like, I can't believe these, there's, there's all these people coming out of the woodwork to defend this flag. And it, it's really nice to see that happening on a daily basis. Terry, I appreciate we- it. We're, uh, we'll watch your story. Tell me where. Uh, tell me w- w- when is the next date of something that's supposed to happen? You go into court, or do you have any idea? Yeah, I have a court. I do. I have a court date. I was given a court date with the tickets. The court date is August twenty fifth at one thirty. They're holding it at the Village Hall. They're not even bringing it to municipal court. I have to actually go into Kangaroo Court, uh, where they hire an adjudicatory lawyer who they're going to pay to be a judge. And I said, this is going to be fair, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm walking into. I, I have two tickets. I, I just want to pay them and go away. So I don't even know what I'm going to court for. I mean, I don't, I don't, are they going to reprimand me? Maybe they're going to feather, feather and tire me? I don't know. We'll check back with you after the uh, the court hearing. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate it. Okay. Right. Right. Bye-bye. I appreciate the time. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Josh Rogan is with us. He's the author of Chaos Under Heaven and a columnist with the Washington Post. Now, I'm not going to hold that against him, uh, but uh, he has uh, he has been on this Rand Paul uh, Fauci debate. And I'm not hearing anybody telling the truth in the mainstream media. Josh is trying to change all that. Hello, Josh. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be back with you. Thank you. So so. <laughs> How is this not an open and shut case with Dr. Fauci? Well, you know, we've spent a year and a half placing Anthony Fauci on this pedestal and venerating him as a deity. And so when he gets into the five minute shouting match with Rand Paul, it's very easy for everyone to just write the story that Fauci got vanquished by Rand Paul without actually listening to what these two men were saying and seeing which one makes the most sense. Right. Just follow the issue of what. Anthony Fauci has been doing in terms of throwing cold water on the lab leak theory and avoiding congressional oversight of the NIH's relationships with these Wuhan labs, then you can understand why people like Rand Paul and lots of other people, including lots of scientists, uh, think Fauci is playing a a double game here, that he's uh, using his uh, uh, authority and his popularity and his uh, ability to have the the Democratic party in congress come to his defense every time he gets into one of these scuffles to distract us from the real issue and the real issue is that 
the NIH, and not just the NIH, and USAID and the Pentagon and all of these other U.S. agencies were doing work funneling American taxpayer money and know-how to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And now that the pandemic broke out on the doorstep of the lab, the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology has told us all to go pound sand. And how can that be? And why were we doing all of this collaboration? And do you still want to do this collaboration with a bunch of Chinese labs that won't even let us into the lab when the crisis breaks out? And you don't even have to believe that the lab leak theory is true to understand that people like Anthony Fauci, who were the head of this collaboration, who promoted this collaboration, whether you call it gain of function or you don't call it gain of function, that's kind of a word game. We can get into that if you want to. But the bottom line is that's a red herring because Fauci was in charge of overseeing this collaboration, and he failed in that fiduciary responsibility. It's obvious because now when we're trying to get into the lab to investigate the greatest pandemic in human history, uh, they won't even open the lab to us. So what are we, schmucks? We're put, putting a, we want to give them more money when they tell us we can't even go into the lab to do the investigation? That's what Anthony Fauci is arguing for, and that seems crazy to me. Josh, can we go into the word games here being played with gain of function for a minute? Because it does appear to i think the average person looking at this that anthony fauci is just playing semantics here he's i mean the the documents literally say gain of function on them and he's trying to make this argument that it's obvious it is not gain of function (laughs) how do we how do we navigate these this this path right sure so you know again i i think it is a word game but it's worth parsing out because it's confusing to everyone you know, what we know is that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was doing work to modify bat coronaviruses in ways that made them more transmissible and more dangerous to human beings. OK, and that's what they published. That's what they admitted to. That's not even in dispute. Now, to Rand Paul and to me and to you, if you're gaining the function of a virus, well, how could that not be gain of function? And what Fauci's game here is, is that he's pointing to a specific definition that the NIH uses to determine whether or not they should submit this gain-of-function research to their own review body. In other words, is it risky enough to warrant another level of review? But what's funny about that, I mean, not ha-ha funny, but kind of ironic funny, is that that definition was written by the NIH and Anthony Fauci. In other words, he crafted a definition uh, to, to exclude all of the research that he was in charge of, and so then he built an oversight mechanism and then never used it, okay? They built an entire oversight mechanism, a uh, review board, after the Obama administration paused the gain-of-function research because it's risky because lab accidents happen all the time. And they turned it back on, and Anthony Fauci was instrumental in turning it back on inside the government during the Trump administration when the Trump officials weren't paying attention. And then he wrote the definition and designed the oversight system so it was never used. Okay, And then when the back coronavirus pandemic breaks out on the doorstep of the back coronavirus lab and everyone's like, hey, Anthony Fauci, can we take a look at your documents and by the way he says no we i won't even give my documents over and then by the way do you think now that it was perhaps you should have reviewed this risky research whether you so he's you could make in other words you can you can it's gonna be tough to prosecute anthony fauci for lying because in his mind he's telling the truth but the point is that he's bragging about a loophole that he created he 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 built a loophole into the system then he walked through the loophole and then he uses it to defend himself and that is probably a good defense against perjury but it's not a good defense against hey why were you doing all this risky research with all these chinese labs that tell us to go pound sand when there's a pandemic there 
it's like having a cheating husband and having the cheating husband design what cheating is. And he says, well, massage parlors aren't cheating, right? Like, well, okay. Right. I mean, but <laughs> you designed the right. rules that, it, that, it, that, it, that amount to cheating. So of course you're not going to break them. Right. Or it's like, I always like to say, it's like, uh, uh, you know, having, a uh, you know, Robert Kardashian, uh, Judge OJ, okay? Right. doesn't mean that Robert Kardashian is not like a great lawyer, but he's got a conflict of interest because he's friends with OJ, okay? And that's what I'm getting to here is that Anthony Fauci, by the way, if you read the New York Times yesterday, is preparing to ask Congress for billions of dollars more Jeez. to expand risky virus research to every kind of virus there is, influenza, you name it, okay? That's his project. That's his end game. He gave an interview in the New York Times where he said, the pandemic shows we have to spend billions, billions more digging up viruses all over the world, taking them back to labs. Now, you know, on CNN on Sunday, Jake Tapper asked Anthony Fauci, do you still think it's a good idea to do business with these Wuhan labs that we can't even get into? And he said, uh, don't worry. We've always been safe. We'll continue to be safe. In essence, he's saying, trust me. Okay. And, and that doesn't, when you, you know this, Glenn, when a public official says, trust me, they're lying. that's when you know something's fishy. That's when you know yeah. you have to install some oversight. So my point is that we can't have a system where, the doctors and scientists oversee the doctors and scientists because they don't understand national security and they definitely don't understand what's going on in China now, which is the big, bigger scope of my book, well, but, which is that, yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. Which is that, you know, these scientists in China may be very nice people, but they're not in control. They live in a totalitarian dictatorship that's becoming more aggressive and more repressive. And that means us harm. And that if you understand China, you understand that they're not doing open science anymore and that they've taken all of our money and know-how and built another part of the lab where they've worked with the Chinese military to do whatever they want to do with those viruses outside of our purview. That's what the Trump administration revealed. That's what the Biden administration has confirmed as that U.S. intelligence shows. They, they, they took us, okay? They, 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 they took all of our help, and then they built the other part of the lab to build something that was aimed at us. That's, that's what military bioresearch is. We have a program, they have a program. Now, the question is, going forward, do we want to continue to fund and build their military bioresearch program? Is that a good idea, especially when they won't even let us into the city that the pandemic broke out into? That seems crazy to me, but that's what Fauci is explicitly advocating for. So how did we miss the fact that the guy who's running this lab is a former, I think, general, uh, at least uh, at least in the uh, Communist Party army, uh, and his his job was bioweapons. You know, it's it, what happened was for the first year of this pandemic, and Glenn, I know you know this well, we couldn't even talk about the Wuhan labs. You were called racist or conspiracy theorist for even uttering the word Wuhan lab. And I know this because I got attacked all the time and many people uh, like me. And the problem, of course, was that the reason that that, that was considered a conspiracy theorist Theory was because the friends of the lab, including Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance and lots of other friends of Anthony Fauci, you know, put out a bunch of scientific papers saying the lab was totally impossible and you're a racist, a conspiracy theorist if you mention the lab. So that's why for a year we couldn't even have a rational conversation. We still can't have a rational conversation in a Senate hearing about how we got into this mess, about how the pandemic that killed 400, 4 million people and 630,000 Americans started, which is crucial information, by the way, for preventing the next one. In other words, if we don't figure out how this started, how are we going to prevent the next one? Do you want to do this every year? Mm. So the fact that in Wuhan they have a bio uh, um, uh, weapons program, bio research program with the military, shouldn't, is not really a shocking thing to say, after all. 
because of course they do, because we have one, they have one. That's what you do if you're a big country, you have a bioweapons research program. But the fact that that was also may have been linked to, or they may have taken our know-how from our government-funded projects, that's a big problem. That's a big, scary thing to think about. It has implications for the entire industry of scientific collaboration, and that's Anthony Fauci's industry. He's the head of that, a part of that industry. So lots of big, powerful interests here are getting upset just by the idea of getting to the truth of this. And that's not even talking about the Chinese government cover-up. They're covering up the lab. There's a reason they're covering up the lab. They don't want people to look through their bioweapons program. Why would they want that? You know, so they've got a real problem here, too. So it's very easy for the Biden administration to just do a 90-day intelligence review and then come out and say, well, we couldn't figure it out. Oh, well, you know, let's all go on with our days. But that's a very dangerous path to go down. That's what Anthony Fauci would like us to do. He'd like us to to say, oh, that's his new line. Oh, well, I don't know what's going on in China, uh, but, you know, we're never going to find out. So what are you going to do? Uh, but that's the problem, is that we don't know what's going on in China. Why was he funding these labs if we can't know what's going on inside them? That seems to me to be the biggest, the easiest thing we can solve, whether the lab leak theory is true or not. Any justice going to be done on Fauci? Is anyone going to follow up on this? Will he be held accountable for anything? Well, here's the thing. Right now, we have several congressional investigations trying to get the documents. Not just, again, from Fauci, but from USAID. Why won't Anthony Blinken hand over the documents? Samantha Power, Francis Collins at the NIH. There are Pentagon documents about tens of millions of dollars that the Pentagon, the U.S. Pentagon, gave to the EcoHealth Alliance that went to these Wuhan labs. We need all of that stuff. Well, the reason it's not happening is because no Democrats are on board. Why Why would the Pentagon want to fund that if it wasn't gain of research or gain of function? And the, the Defense Threat Reduction Agency gave millions of dollars to the EcoHealth Alliance, and some of that went to the Wuhan labs. They were trying to, uh, you know, cooperate with China's bio research program, which is now looks kind of crazy. Now it's kind of they didn't know that at the time. Now we know that. So the question is, what are we going to do going forward? And how can we even know what to do if if, if those documents all remain secret? So we need a, at least one Democratic committee chairman to threaten to use the subpoena power to get those documents that are in the hands of the U.S. government, it's our stuff. They need to release our intelligence. We don't need the Chinese Communist Party to give us permission to investigate. You wouldn't ask O.J. for permission to investigate O.J., would you? No, you would just use your powers and influence to do the investigation, whether the defendant likes it or not, the Chinese government. is not going to like it, and Democrats don't want to risk upsetting the U.S.-China relationship. But I say if you don't upset, risk upsetting the delicate sensibilities of the Chinese Communist Party, to, the, to figure out the death of 630,000 Americans, what would you risk it for? What could be more important? What could be more crucial to our national security and our public health? Talking to Josh Rogan, his book, Chaos Under Heaven, Trump, G and the Battle for the 21st Century. And Josh, I want to focus on the last part here for a second. The You look at China and what's happened over the past just few years, where they've cra- they're cracking down on capitalists. Businessmen are disappearing. Uh, they're cracking down on crypto and remo- removing that from the country. Obviously, expanding the the Uyghurs and all the problems there. The issues with Hong Kong and the way that that has changed. It just strikes me as there is a massive change in the way this country is dealing with the world over just the past few years. We've always thought of China as a threat and there's problems there. We've never agreed with them on human rights and all these things. Is, am I correct to detect a real change, though, in momentum and direction over the past couple of years? 
Absolutely. I, I like to refer to it as the great leap backward. You know, it's clear that mm-hmm. Xi Jinping in his first couple of years when he came in in 2013 said about consolidating power, purging all of his rivals under a, a false corruption, uh, anti-corruption plan, uh, shutting down freedoms, building concentration camps. And once he had all that in place, he turned his focus to the rest of the world. And that's a big part of the book is how the Chinese Communist Party has expanded its interference and influence in free and open societies, especially ours, how they've sought to influence our schools and our markets and our tech companies and our sports and our Hollywood movies and uh, how uh, all the various institutions of U.S. society have been slow uh, to react to that reality. But they're waking up to it now as, you know, the pandemic ravages the whole world and we see what uh, China as a world power really looks like. And I think that awakening is happening in other countries as they're getting blackmailed about for Chinese uh, vaccines or told that uh, their companies can't do business in China unless they uh, ignore the genocide or ignore the crackdown in Hong Kong. And yet, and, we, and, and yet here in America, our Justice Department is dismissing, you know, all of the Chinese yeah. military spies that were in our uh, in our institutions. We're just dismissing, dismissing the charges, not do, not continuing with an investigation and setting them free. I mean, yeah, I think. the Go ahead. I think the Biden I think the Biden administration is torn. Right. There are some people who want to continue the Trump policy of standing up to the Chinese Communist Party. And there are some people who think that, you know, targeting Chinese researchers was uh, racist or wrong. But the fact is that if you're a Chinese researcher who hid their affiliation with the Chinese military, you've broken U.S. law and you deserve to be prosecuted full stop. And what the suspicion is, is that they did that in advance of Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman's visit to Beijing yesterday, where she traveled all the way, not to Beijing, to Taijin, where she traveled all the way to China, only to have the Chinese communist party officials tell her to go screw herself and and she had to travel all the way back with nothing what they did was they humiliated the u.s government by uh, pretending that they were going to have an open dialogue and then just spreading a bunch of their propaganda and that, what, what that shows us is that uh, xi jinping sees this not as china rising but as china risen and he the, the chinese communist party is becoming more totalitarian more fascist more nationalistic more aggressive, more repressive. It's all going in one direction. And it's really, really dangerous. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to go to war right now. It means we have to avoid the war uh, by confronting these problems uh, before they get worse. And that's what uh, the challenge is going forward. And that's not a partisan challenge. That's for all Americans and really all people around the world. Thank you so much. Uh, Josh Rogan uh, from Washington Post. Thank you uh, for being on with us. We will probably have you on early and often about China as they they have risen. Uh, and I think we're already uh, with ones and zeros at war with them. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I've got a big charity weekend coming up. On Friday, I'm going to be uh, Friday morning broadcasting from uh, St. George, one of the most beautiful towns you've ever seen. Quick conservatives flock to St. George, buy a place in St. George because all these California people are going to move in and they're going to destroy this great little town. Anyway, um, I'm going to be there um, not saying things like that on Friday to encourage people to rise up. Last year, Operation Underground Railroad had a, uh, a campaign to rise up for children. 
and stand against uh, sex slaves and uh, trafficking, human chaff trafficking, and just slaves in general. I don't know. I think it's something we can all do. Everybody is, uh, you know, wanting to get out in the streets. This is one thing that we can all agree on. So rise up this Friday. You can go to uh, Operation Underground Railroad and find out more details. But uh, I'm going to be there in St. George in the morning uh, with them all day with Tim Ballard. I think uh, Lewis Houses is going to be there as well. And then at night, uh, we'll be flying into uh, Salt Lake to Thanksgiving Point at Electric Park. And they've got a big concert going on. And I don't know why they invited me to that. I mean, I can't imagine a big concert and then me coming out and going, Hey, everybody, let me tell you a story. I don't think that's going to go well. When so, you want to have fun, you always invite Glenn You back. always invite me. Yeah, that's No, but you, uh, you have said, as soon as I leave, the parties get good. Yeah, because people, people sort of save up the fun they would have had at the party. Yeah. When you're there, yeah. and then they double it on the back end, right? So yeah, yeah it can get so good it's going to get crazy after I leave. It's going to get crazy, <laughs> which uh, should be about six minutes after you're off stage. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, you can get your tickets at uh, ourrescue.org/slash/riseup. We'll see you there. Then on Saturday, uh, I am having uh, my uh, my art show and and uh, gallery sale. Now I want you to know that everything that I sell. Uh, on Saturday, all of it is going to Hunter Biden's blow. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I didn't mm-hmm. think. No, I uh, no, I I wasn't I thinking he... about that. No, I oh, okay. no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> preservation of American history through uh, Mercury One. So much better cause yeah, than the cocaine. For... Than the cocaine for a day. That yeah, uh, right. And if he doesn't have a hooker, you know, if what I can't afford, the... is it? Like, right. You get to the point when you're Hunter Biden, just drugs. Yeah. Where are the hookers along with the drugs? Right. There's that's there's just no. And fun. where's the cash from China? Right. I need to be bathing in cash from China while doing blow off a hooker's belly. That's how it works. That's a Friday night. And that's just, that's more like a Tuesday night for yeah. Hunter. <laughs> so, yeah, Friday gets a lot crazier. But to, a good Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. What's a, Friday, what's a Thursday night like? <laughs> okay, I don't want to go into that. That yeah, gets like bad. The the the, the uh, cocaine mm. and hookers is yeah. is actually more like a Tuesday brunch huh. for Hunter at yeah. this point. And that's why you need to sell paintings for five hundred thousand dollars. Yours will be a little cheaper than that. A little cheaper. Mm-hmm. A little cheaper. But still but not cheap. Again, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that this would happen, but uh, you know, anybody who buys my painting might you know might have the opportunity to. To meet my dad. Now, my dad has been dead for, I don't know, about almost 10 years now. Yeah. So it's going to be a kind of a grisly thing to meet him. But <laughs> if that's what gets you to buy a painting, I'm fine. It's all the money's going to charity. Uh, These are right. great, though, by the way. You can see them on your Instagram page, right? I mean, I, I, I yeah. do. I will say every time I go to your Instagram page and you're showing off your art, I think to myself, how, is he actually talented at something? How did this happen? I don't understand how it occurred. It's crazy, isn't it? They're really great. I don't know how you can. I feel like, is it possible? Well, you suffered through the years and years and years of just bad art. No. Just bad art. You've always been pretty pretty talented in that realm, though. Uh, you've improved. I mean, even. Uh, it's amazing what lessons will do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you struggle your whole life and you're like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, I, when I finally hired this, uh, this teacher, she said, you haven't even tried watching YouTube I'm like, no, no. She's like, you know, you can learn a lot of this on YouTube. 
And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. You're wasting money. Let's go. Let's go. Teach. Don't don't talk through don't the talk lesson. Through. Don't 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 mock me and ridicule me. <laughs> <laughs> Which she still does for about ten minutes before we start, and usually afterwards. Mm-hmm. She's like, Well, that went well. Uh <laughs> she's actually uh uh, she's actually she's been she's unbelievable, unbelievable. A good teacher uh, can accelerate anything. Oh, certainly. This is why every wife back in the day used to say, why don't you ask for directions? You know, the, <laughs> I think that's you know entirely what we did? different. You know what we did? Uh, ladies, we invented GPS. That's yes. what we did. Thank okay? you. We put Got satellites it? in space yeah. so we didn't have to stop at a gas station. Yeah. Yeah, as we look at the one the one woman who's in the actual studio poor sarah every time we say something about a woman she's just the representative sorry sarah we're just yelling at her through the glass yeah now let me tell you now let me tell you about nancy pelosi and lynn cheney we hold you responsible <laughs> by the way did you hear about the guy that the new york doctor uh who met this wonderful woman uh he's He's young. He's handsome. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of money. He uh, very successful. New York City. He meets this this woman. She's a former Miss Connecticut, USA, and uh, she had gone to school. I don't remember where she went to school, but she went to school. She was uh, uh, majoring in chemistry, and uh, so she had her chemistry i don't know what the hell i mean i don't know what you do with that what do you what do you do is that like a mixologist i think this is how breaking bad started i think so yeah, too that's how right. ends, this is how it ends up well mm-hmm. it kind of ends that way oh really yeah <laughs> well, no. she didn't go to college she didn't even graduate from high school she was miss connecticut uh usa but that's it in fact she was a hooker and still is a hooker and hmm. uh they got married and she said, I'm just working on uh, I'm working on an app right now with some people. And it causes me to have to go places and I'm going to be doing stuff. And because she all of a sudden had like 500 grand in her bank account. Mm. I'm just working on, uh, you know, this algorithm. I'm working a lot. Apparently. I mean, I don't know a what the lot. rates are these days, but that seems like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, physical yeah, well, activity apparently to get to she that. had a couple of sugar daddies that were kind of like taking care of her. Ah, you know what I mean? OK. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, he found out <laughs> and the guy says, I want to file for divorce. What? I mean, what's up with that? He doesn't support a working woman. Mm. This is this is the sort of sexism that goes on in this country. Amen, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> Can you imagine finding that out about your wife? No, no, no. That would be very bad. That would be. I feel like disruptive to your your home life. <laughs> that's what I would. That's how I would describe it. It might be. Yeah. It might be. <laughs> it might be also the time you go. Wow, glad we didn't have children. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what a mom she would make. What a mom she would make. Working hard for the kids. Yes, you know? I only do this so you can have a better life. So you, you make mommy do yeah, this. You make you. Mommy does this because you cry. <laughs> you didn't clean up your room. Right. Look what mommy had to do. <laughs> That's what I tell my kids now. <laughs> Yeah, dad's yeah. an alcoholic only because you cried when you were little. Right. Uh, That's you know the mean? seed of it. You yeah. don't understand, so kids. You don't understand. I've gone through all of the steps. 
Mm-hmm. And I got to, I, I think I got to step number three and I'm like, it's the kids and they're crying all the time. That's making me drink. And so I stopped the rest because I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. It was the kids that made me drink. Right. Yeah. And once you find the cause of it, <laughs> you're able to deal with it right. a lot better. Right. And you can, you can handle your alcohol again. So she, I don't know <laughs> if she has to, what she's going to do to handle her, her hookerism uh, that she apparently is addicted to. But uh, apparently this doctor is not going back with her. It's called, it's being judgmental. You don't want women in the workforce. And this is the sexism that's ruined our country. So she's a sex worker and a secret sex worker. What? He's a doctor. They both see people naked. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Both work with bodily fluids. Pretty much the same gig. I don't know what you're (laughs) complaining about, Doc.